podcast is brought to you by the good people over at Gamefly. With over 9,000 titles for the PS4, PS3, Xbox One, Xbox 360, Nintendo Switch, Wii, and other consoles, there's no better time for gamers to make the most of their systems by using Gamefly to play all the new and classic games for as little as 32 cents a day. To start your 30-day free trial, head on over to cinemageekly.com slash Gamefly or click the support us link in the show notes for this episode. You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. It's a brand new episode of I'm a Doctor, Not a Podcast, Cinema Geekly Star Trek Podcast. It's the Chief Petty Officer, Anthony Lewis, along with the newly minted Captain, Aurora mm-hmm. Bubaloo. Aurora, we just jumped you straight from Lieutenant Commander all the way. <laughs> we just realized all of a sudden there's no one commanding the ship. <laughs> now I call the shots. <laughs> Good luck, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> We've installed seatbelts. Um, I just, it's incredible that we've gone so many episodes and just realized there's nobody who's the captain. Somebody should be the captain. Cause of course we also have the fleet admiral, Ben Knight, but Ben, you're off doing, uh, you're taking care of not just this ship, but, but yes. several ships. It, yeah. It's mainly paperwork at this stage. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, there's a desk involved. I've got so many little pads around and, uh, you know, and also, I've, I have to do my uh, continuing professional development now because that is under constant review. I, this is, you know, not not very exciting, but um, but yeah. necessary to the proper organization yeah. of Starfleet. Yes, this this podcast and all of space would fall apart without Ben yeah. and his stack of pads. You know, yeah. people. <laughs> You know, people have always complained for centuries about paperwork. You'd think if they just put it all onto a pad where you just touch do the touch screen and stuff, but you know, it turns out no paperwork is just paperwork. Still a fleet does not admiral itself. You know, no, it does not. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) We're here to talk about star Trek Picard uh, season one, episode four called absolute candor. This one directed by Jonathan Frakes. Uh, I always, I always look for uh, after an episode's over to see if, or even during an episode, if I can, Frakes kind of has this, uh, uh, not like a style necessarily, but I know when I've yeah, watched but a Jonathan Frakes episode. You can Frakes tell. Episode, you can yeah. tell. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like I know when I've watched a Frakes episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're usually good ones. Um, yeah. His Discovery episodes have all been pretty good as well. Um, and oh yeah, I guess we should. I was gonna. I was gonna say the Orville as well. Something we talk about frequently <laughs> on this podcast, at least every now and again. But uh, they've been disappeared for quite a while. I think they got moved from. Uh, they're off of TV here in the United States, and they got moved to Hulu exclusively. I don't know mm. if that's going to be a a worldwide. Well, Hulu's not available in every country. 
correct? No. Yeah, so I would presume that they still have some sort of television deal uh, outside of the United States, but uh, they have their new their third season has not um, premiered yet. I think it got bumped back to later in 2020. So Uh, I I think there's even talk. I think as recently as this week that it might be 2021. I think. Oh, well, I hope not. It's a great show. Anyway, that was a really roundabout way of saying he directed episodes of that show too, and they were all very good. Uh, anyway, let's talk about this episode <laughs> we are here to actually talk about today. Um, so let's talk about what happened on the Borg Cube first. Because uh, for whatever reason, this particular paragraph of Star Trek Picard is broken up into those two specific things. So uh, on the Borg Cube, we have Soji trying to find out more about the Romulan ship that was assimilated by the Cube. Uh, and about the destroyer and whatever and whoever that's supposed to be, Narek offers to get her information on the ship, but they have a bit of a falling out when he expresses doubt about her past. Meanwhile, Rizzo tells Narek that he has one more week to get the location of the other synths uh, from Soji before she switches to her own methods. And of course, uh, continuing to play up on what uh, Aurora has hypothesized this whole time. She did so in the most seductive possible way for yeah. a brother and sister to talk to It wouldn't another. surprise me if she watched Game of Thrones before getting this role. It wouldn't <laughs> yeah. I mean, now I'm convinced that while this show is like the writers were obsessed with this show, obsessed with Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. and they're like, we want to do like a Cersei and Jamie like thing yeah. in Star Trek. We've never <laughs> seen it before. Let's make it happen. Uh, meanwhile, uh, hanging out with Picard and company. Uh, he and Captain Rios make a detour to the planet Vashti, where he helped relocate Romulan refugees uh, before the attack on Mars. Uh, so we we get to see this in a flashback as well. There's a temple on this planet full of essentially warrior nuns. They're Amazing. Just, just like badass Romulan warrior nuns, and they are raising a boy named... Elnor, who Picard uh, kind of, I mean, it it says here that he was close to, but I think it was very much implied that Elnor sort of looked at Picard sort of like a father figure a little bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he had to leave one day, and of course, that's when all the shit went down and he never came back. So he goes to the temple now. And he asks Elnor as an adult to join him on his quest. He initially refuses, but changes his mind when Picard is attacked by Romulans who resent Starfleet abandoning the evacuation effort. Uh, Picard and Elnor beam up to the ship and uh, Rios and Raffi are battling a local warlord who happens to have a very old Romulan warship, which I, I mean, maybe for your collection, but I don't know if that thing was particularly handy here in this day and age. Uh, but uh, for the most part, uh, it was kind of an even battle until a strange ship helps them out in the battle, but is damaged in the process, forcing the pilot to beam over. And it is, of course, revealed to be Seven of Nine. And uh, she tells Picard she owes him a ship right before she passes out. And uh, that is the episode. Aurora, what did you think of this week's episode? It was a lot of fun. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. It was it was very fun. The whole episode. Um, 
the main thing I want to talk about is how many holograms does Rios have? He's got. I mean, I'm. I, my feeling is that that he's Rio a, hologram was amazing. By the way, <laughs> I, I got a feeling. Oh, you mean like the the pilot hologram? Yes. Who is just like uh, he was just whatever. speaking Spanish and just you know yeah. long hair, no no care in the world whatsoever. Yes. <laughs> I've got the hospitality hologram as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got to meet yes. the hospitality hologram. I love that they're all him. Right? He, so the, 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 I'm assuming he programmed it that way, right? Yes. Because either he's th- a crazy raging narcissist. Yes. <laughs> yes, he is. I mean, either that or like he bought this ship and like that's like, hey, this is like a one man ship, but it comes fully loaded with holograms and. Oh, you know, like. Like when you hire a car and someone set all the radio stations to the same radio station. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. It's like they'll, they'll, it'll when you start it up, it'll scan you, and uh, all of the holograms will look like you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what a but feature. I feel like he must he must have programmed it because to have this one speak Spanish. Yes. And be mm. I don't know I feel like he programmed them to what he needs from that specific. Um, yes. You know, program. Uh, I, I'm feeling like I'm feeling like when he went in, he turned this ship on for the first time and it scanned him. Like they were all yeah. just him. They all looked exactly like him and sounded exactly like him. And he's like, I'm never going to be mm-hmm. able to tell any of you guys apart. So he went into the, like, the settings and tinkered with the uh, tinkered with like the language settings, yeah. uh, like you can do with like your <laughs> like voice assistant on your phone. And uh, just gave him different accents and different like, so he can like tell them apart from one another. He's like, mm-hmm. okay, I'll uh, I'll turn the, I'll turn like the the hair slider up on this one, give him a little bit longer hair. <laughs> I'll take the box that says like Espanol and hit save. That would uh, be a dream for me if I had that ability of just character customization for everything. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. It just feels like <laughs> it just feels like this was supposed to be essentially like it it can be crude but it can also just be a one person ship with a bunch of holographic uh assistants. Uh Yeah. It seems like he's grown to loathe most of them though. Uh <laughs> I mean I would too if it did all look like me. Do you yes. think maybe he's not got a choice? Because he does keep pointing out how much he despises them all. Yes. Right. And if that was true, he would either just delete them or, yeah. or yeah. reprogram them. So I wonder if this is something to do with how he's ended up with that. I wonder if he won it in a bet and that was the prank pulled by the previous owner or something. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be something like that. Something. I mean, there was, there's a, a scene in this episode where, uh, is it Jurati? Yes. Mm. Um, she says that the only thing he has is like Klingon opera. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the ship, and he's like, "Well, it's a long story," and I was like, yeah. "I want to know the story." Though. Actually, that's got to be connected, hasn't it? Klingon opera. Yeah? All right. of the um, emergency holograms are you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He's got yeah. this in a Carizian style scenario, hasn't he? Something yeah. to do with yeah. Worf. <laughs> Worf. Op- hey, Worf. Worf, Worf, game. Worf is famously a big fan of Klingon opera. He is. Um, it's a poker game thing. Yes. I'm anyway, we're continue with your thoughts on the episode. You got real sidetracked there about that. <laughs> no, I, I I thought it was a lot of fun. Um and I just said, uh I feel like there's a tell when Frakes directs something. It's mm-hmm. usually a lot of fun to yes. watch. Yes. Um I Elnor is a great addition to the crew. hmm I think so, yeah. And I ha I got some like um 
Indiana Jones vibes in this episode. Mm -hmm, like at yeah. the beginning, when uh, Picard goes to the planet, the way that he was dressed and how it was shot. Yeah. And then when Elnor um, rescues him, that whole scene, I don't know, it gave me like some Indiana Jones vibes, which I liked. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's got a lot of dusty and dirty and... Right, yeah. He's using yeah. swords in like a yes. in a world full of like warp ships and laser guns and... Mm -hmm. Yeah, this dude's just using yeah, a sword. Everybody in this crew. I'm <clears throat> sorry, Star. Sorry, Star Wars is is currently coughing in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> well, they use laser swords. That's that was true. a long, long time ago. In fact, that was that's true. That is that is in our distant past. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I I just feel like every. I'm assuming Elnor is just part of the crew now, and. Yes. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen with Seven of Nine, but if she becomes part of the crew as well, it's like the most badass crew ever. Mm -hmm. All of them together. <laughs> it's a pretty good crew. Uh, so, yeah. Ben, what did you think of the episode? I liked it. It's fun. I hear what you say about Frakes, and although he's quite irritating, I agree entirely in terms of stuff he directs always mm -hmm. has a uh, an extra sort of dimension to it. Mm -hmm. However. <laughs> okay, here we go. Okay. Right, so... Space Pimp, in the middle of his active tour of duty with Starfleet, yes. hurriedly evacuating planets um, during, well, against the clock of a, a supernova that's about to happen, has time to spend a little while dressed in linen suits and fencing with a kid. Um, <laughs> because, you know, why not? Um, and, you know, whilst he's there, he gets some bad news using that well-known thing that we have in Star Trek where they hear a message over there. But, oh, what? From a thing in your ear, even though you're wearing a com badge. Oh, fine. <laughs> I mean, first time it's ever happened and with no explanation, but sure. Um, yes. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't really matter because we've got um, this character who is a Borg who apparently joined um, Lord of the Rings. I'm not really sure what happened there. <laughs> oh, but it's right. Seven doesn't look like a ranger. Yes. We've left that to mm -hmm. um, to uh, uh, to the guy who looks oddly like an elf. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah. let's see if we can do it all at, at half the speed of the first several episodes, of first three episodes of, of the show. This is beginning to feel like we're getting trolled a little bit because, mm -hmm. okay, the crew assembly bit on Picard's side of this narrative is fine. It's it's not without its slightly peculiar problems in terms of continuity, but sure. I have a feeling some of them will get clarified. I think we might find out the reason for a couple of these slightly odd things because some of them are so jarring that I don't know if the communicator in his ear thing was necessary as a plot device, I suppose, but also it was weird. There was just, yeah. yeah, it was weird. And it was like, a, sorry, you've forgotten which show you're in clearly. Mm -hmm. um, but the, the, the stuff on the cube is glacial, and it feels like we're we're having that slow burn Cersei Jamie story going on at the pace that it's going on at as kind of filler until the rest of it catches up. And yeah, there's like nothing format, going on there. Yeah, yeah. Give us give us slightly richer um, sort of background as to the cube itself, or you know, we, we saw that nice little cutaway of um, uh, of. What's the chops? The the tarot card reading Romulan Ramda. when she was on Ramda. Yeah, when she when she was on the View or whatever she was on, mm -hmm. um, talking about uh, <laughs> the the problems with <laughs> um, 
I think that's how it's pronounced. Yes. Uh, and also, that was the name of the show, wasn't it? She was talking about Gun Madden. That was it. Um, I don't know. It all just, yeah. I, I started this uh, a couple of episodes ago saying that I enjoyed the fact that they weren't rushing it and the pace felt appropriate. It was fitting with the sort of slightly slowed down Picard and, and everything. Mm. But now it's beginning to feel like, well, hang on a minute. He's picking up his pace. He's got his mojo back. Mm-hmm. We're seeing lots of little subtext which suggests that he knows he's dying and that it's a bit more serious because we never got the rest of that conversation with the doctor, of course. Mm. So there's lots of, you know, groundwork being done. Um, I think our theory about uh, a spy on board Picard's ship is looking more and more likely as well. Mm-hmm. I think all, all of these things. I think if we've got enough to get the narrative and the background that, to be blunt, we've got. Um, I just feel like maybe it should be moving on a little bit um, further now. One of the weird things about this, by the way, is we've seen two um, different ship types, which I think are quite interesting. Uh, first of all, loved how beautiful the um, antique bird of prey was. Yes. Uh, I, that was clearly, I don't know, unless there's a particular point for why they've got such an old ship. It was a very nice idea that um, I think they just wanted to show that they could do to that what they did to the Enterprise in Discovery. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Serena is, it's an odd little beast of a ship, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. it's its sort of, I don't know, um, it's not exactly runabout territory, but it's not sort of defiant territory. I'm not really sure. No, it's really weird. I don't think it's Federation issue. No, 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 but I'm talking about in terms of the sort of, I, I can't really figure out what it is in terms of... Like size or... Of, yeah, it's really quite hard to, to, to yeah. place. And Seven's... Um, ship is very odd i paused it a couple of times to try and get a decent view of it mm-hmm. um and i really can't figure out what that's supposed to be it's it's quite interesting mm-hmm. um so yeah i uh, i just found myself getting slightly irritated uh in this episode which um i'm kind of a little bit annoyed at four episodes in i enjoyed it but i just by the end of it it felt like there should be like another half episode to go that something happened in Mm-hmm. Yes, this was essentially, uh, and I I also liked it for what it was, but this was also essentially Picard rounding out his crew, and mm-hmm. nothing else, really? Like, he rounded out his crew, we got a little bit more detail about uh, uh, his relationship with the Romulans, and things like that. Uh, I thought that was all good stuff. The stuff with the Borg Cube was, I mean, as Ben said, pretty much just there. Uh, nothing really happened. Like we watched Soji try to learn something, which she didn't really learn. And then we watched, uh, Narek and Soji try to learn something from each other, but they didn't. And then they, you know, it was a very weird makeup session. Really? We- oh yeah. Cause it went from like making out to like, get, yeah, like get interrogation. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It was like interrogation and then make out again and then interrogation again and then stoned yeah. off. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> And at least we know in the future they have socks and irresponsibly polished floors. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, because they went well, sliding, like, of course. That 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 I mean that whole scene is bloody weird. So yeah, yeah. It's a okay. The Borg well, ritual I'm going to assume is a joke. Um, <laughs> although the mental image of a Borg going wee, I'm flailing as they go down it. Doesn't seem very efficient, but then well, Ben, then you just haven't yeah. heard the Borg at their happiest. That. We that's usually true. we only ever see the worst of them, don't we? That's right. true, and that we usually ends with are the Borg. It just starts with a really happy we at first, but then <laughs> are the Borg afterwards. 
And look, uh, if, you, if you can't if you can't handle the Borg at their worst, you don't deserve them at their sock wearing. There best. you go. There <laughs> yeah, you go. that's right. And and honestly, you may have thought that that scene was weird, but I found it uh, oddly reassuring, knowing that this far into the future, that uh, that floor skating in your socks will still be around. Uh, <laughs> as it was, so did, uh, so did um, Tom Cruise, I think. It's a, a time-honored <laughs> Midwestern. Back. It is a time-honored Midwestern sport here in the United States that I partook in in my youth, and <laughs> I'm happy to see uh, its inclusion here in the future. So mm-hmm. uh, now I know it's safe and sound. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so you're right, Aurora. It was really weird, uh, and I think Narek's sister um, Rizzo definitely has absolutely every right to take over this investigation from him because not only yeah. is he falling in love but he's like oh shit i'm falling in love uh quick interrogator oh boy she's cute <laughs> damn it i can't help myself and he's just like he's coming in and out of this uh he's doing yeah. a real bad job of it here um mm-hmm. i loved the flashback I, what was the book was it uh three musketeers yeah that he was yeah. reading to him mm-hmm. i if that, I mean, there's been moments in this show where I'm like, oh, that's my that's my next gen where he Picard beams down. The kid runs up to him. He's like, did you get me anything? And he's like, boy, did I ever. It's <laughs> the Three Musketeers by Alexander Dumas. And I'm like, that's- thanks, pimp daddy. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, that's Star Trek. Like Picard brought him a classic piece of literature. Yeah. <laughs> like, he didn't bring him a toy or a chocolate and then bar. and then goes on and to explain how much he hates kids it was great oh my god it's he so did imper- he's so imperialist as well everything about that scene screamed British imperialism <laughs> from the outfit to the oh man to the cultural um yeah. imposition to the whole thing yeah. um, plus you know th- throwing a little bit of um well this is uh, a, a colony full of women it's no place for a boy <laughs> Excellent. Uh, Star Trek. I, all we need now is a green woman in a knickers, and it's all going to end up the mm-hmm. way it is. Yeah, I, I mean, I just, I giggled with joy when he's like, I brought you a book. I'm like, of course you did. Of course Picard would bring a child a book. A book. Uh, yeah. An old human book. Uh, as my as my nephew said to me on his, I can't remember, maybe fifth Christmas when I um I can't remember what the book was now off the top of my head, but it was a book, and he said, "Uncle Ben, don't be silly. Books aren't presents." <laughs> <laughs> Little charmer he was. Uh, I asked him for a bit of his Terry's chocolate orange as well, and he told me to do one. The signs were there. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you know, I mean, that, I mean, that's what I would do. Just start giving them very classy. Just get them a book of Shakespeare. You know, that'll uh, educate They'll the love young, you forever. Educate the young lad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I I thought that was great. Uh, we were, you know, Ben, you were talking about how he's, uh, Elnor is very elfish in mm-hmm. his design. I mean, Elnor itself is a very kind of elfish sounding name. I mean, we yeah. immediately were calling him Space Legolas by the time this episode was <laughs> done. So he. You must have been confused when they mentioned Rangers then. Yeah, a little bit. I'm like, no, 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 no. Aragorn is the ranger. Like, yeah. Legolas, no, he's from the woodland realm. Uh, anyway, uh, the I really enjoyed that. Like, when he showed up and and kicked all the ass and then decapitated a Romulan, which mm-hmm. we did not... Re- now, 
I've seen some people get upset about Star Trek Picard. There have been some people that are like, TNG was a family show. We watched it with our family, and I don't think, I think the show's too violent to watch with children, although I have not seen anything that horribly, like, I've seen some things in TNG that were legitimately gross-out stuff, uh, at least when I was younger, anyway, like in the first season. R- Riker in um, pretty much any of the costumes he wore on Riser. Holy cow, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, like the the episode where they, like the aliens are like inside the humans, like those weird crab aliens, and then they blow that dude up, and his skin melts off, and his head explodes, and an alien crawls out of his guts. Like that is pretty gnarly stuff for a supposed family show. I like I get it a little bit, but yeah, the show is rated what it's rated. And mm-hmm. the thing I enjoyed most about it, though, was Picard was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> Like, don't kill anybody. Like, if you attack... An- yeah, he's like, if you attack anybody, you know, it's like a last resort. Do it when I say, like, just don't go in there and, th- like, just start chopping people's heads <laughs> off, dude. I thought he was going to get, like, a little spray of water thing and just on his nose. Stop it. Yeah. Whack him with a newspaper or something, maybe? Absolutely. Look what you did. Push his nose down in the guy's blood. You know, look what you so did. Get off the sofa as well, Elno. Go on, off, off. Bad. <laughs> he thinks he's people. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I I love that. I thought that was, you know, of course, uh, very Picardy as well. But mm-hmm. there was a, you know, and I liked, of course, loved seeing Jerry Ryan show up. Uh, she was thrilled, by the way, on the internet that so many people picked up on her incredibly subtle head nod thing that seven always kind of did. She did a very, very subtle one apparently, and people were gifting it all over the internet. And she was <laughs> thrilled that people picked up on it. Like it's just a tiny thing. They're like, you did the thing that you always did in the other show. And she's like, oh. thank you for noticing. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I was happy to see her back. Of course they did like the, here she is and credits. Like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they, they put her in just at the very end, but uh, next week, Ben, they're promising seven of nine walking around shooting things. So I am there for that. Uh, yeah, in her cool jumper because everyone's got good casual knitwear game in this series. That's right. <laughs> Nobody is n- no uniforms this time. This is all this is all off the books. Man from Del Monte in casual knitwear. It's all good. You know the only problem. The only problem with this is, uh, and I hope they resolve it, but. Uh, you can't give me seven of nine without giving me a seven of nine scene where she just gives me shitloads of exposition about here's everything you missed from after Star Trek Voyager ended. <laughs> everything you wanted to know that we didn't give you, here it is. I just wanted to sit down with Picard and he's like, you know what? I know you don't want to know this, but right after Voyager returned, and then she talks for 20 minutes, <laughs> just gives us everything we didn't get. That would be amazing, though. <laughs> that's I mean, I, I think that's like a short track episode waiting to happen at the very mm-hmm. least. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she's like, would you like to see my home movies? And it's just like a an episode <laughs> of Voyager that didn't air where they gave you everything that they were setting up the whole time, but then just <laughs> cut off from under your legs when the when the, the finale ended. Uh, yeah, I. but I'm, regardless, happy to see her back. Uh I do think the show will pick up now. This was like a really weird, like we just got to get we got to get one or two more people on, but we don't know a good way to squeeze them in, so we'll just 
we'll just smash it together. Uh, there's a warlord with an old Romulan ship, and then Seven comes in out of nowhere and saves them, and that's how we get her on there. Uh, like, it was weird. Like, why were they fighting with the warlord guy? Why was he picking a fight with him? Maybe I missed something, but... It felt like it just sort of happened. They're like, yeah. I mean, you can go back there if you want, but there's this guy with an antique Romulan ship, and let's hope we don't run into that guy. Uh, I did like that uh, when, when 709 appeared, uh, Rafi said something like, this is very convenient. <laughs> she said something <laughs> like, she conven- this, co- this ship just conveniently <laughs> appeared. Yes. And I was like, yeah, that's right. Yes. <laughs> well, that worked out good. Yeah, yes. Rafi, have you not seen Star Trek? <laughs> <laughs> Raffi is totally outside of all of Star uh, out of the Star mm-hmm. Trek bubbles. She's just like, wow, okay. I mean, <laughs> someone should make a TV show out of this. Make yeah, it's, yeah, it's really amazing how it just I at mean, the end of the day. I mean, she's surprised by every single decision Picard makes. So I guess that's <laughs> yeah. true. Yeah, shit, when she finds out that Agnes is a spy, she is going to lose her shit. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. Um, so, all right, now. Is it weird that uh, Picard... So Picard has quarters, right? Because he did say, I'm going to go to my quarters. I hope so. <laughs> Why did he go no, to he the... No, he has a holodeck. Why did he go to the holodeck to just hang out in his study? Who the huh. actual crap knows. This is going to have to pay off. It's like, we finally point. got you in space now. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Put you back in your study for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> that is a little weird, especially when we got like a, a scene, an episode or so ago, where he's just like, I tried to make this place home, but it's never really my home. It's like up there is where mm-hmm. I can be. And then in this episode, he's like, ah, thank you for painstakingly recreating my vineyard. I think it's because Frakes lives in the Napa Valley. Is that and what it so is? The, the days, yeah, the days they were filming there. Because spoilers, not filmed in France. Um, the day he's still filming there, it just happens to be like next door to where he lives or something. Yeah. <laughs> Worked out really well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh my goodness. Do you think uh, when we get to... Well, I mean, you know what? They're, they're off Earth now. I doubt they're going to go back to Earth. I was going to say, because we know we run into Riker and Troy. Um, yeah. So I wonder where they're living. I, and it's probably not Earth at this point. I doubt, I doubt they go back, but maybe they do. Um, let's, let's all hope it's not Beta Z. Oh, that's got to be where it would be, though, wouldn't it? Where else would it be? Do you think they just mm-hmm. live on Ryza? Uh. <laughs> That'd be Riker. I mean, that would be Riker. I know, but he's going to need a bit more gold lame now, isn't he? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> it's just a house decorated with horgons. Uh, <laughs> just everywhere, inside and out. Uh, that'd be totally Riker. Uh, ben, please. It's a family show. Uh, keep your, <laughs> keep your, I know that I know that you kept that thought interior, but somehow some of it managed to get out, and I was able to hear it somewhat. Uh, My apologies. <laughs> the uh, so uh, Aurora, any final thoughts on this episode? Uh, if not, what would you give it? Um, I gave it a four. Oh, okay. I, so big like. Yeah, I liked it. I liked also uh, towards the end. Um, where they're trying to decide what to do with this strange person trying to board. Mm-hmm. And uh, Picard gives the command, and then he looks at Rio, and, and he's like, oh, no, no, you, you, you do the command. Yeah. <laughs> I think I they're, like just, that. they're just looking at him to be like, say all the things. Right, right. I like that little detail. Yes. Um, but yeah, I gave it a four. 
Uh, ben, final thoughts, and, and what would you give it? Uh, well, that scene, how many times can they use the pronoun he? Mm. He is about to crash. His mm. thing is... Yeah. He is, he is, he is yeah. Really? Really? <laughs> a woman? Yeah. No. Um, but, there you go. Uh, I think just for um, Evan Evergora, the Elven Elnor, thank you very much, um, alone, I'm it's afraid it's name. only going to be... Yeah, Evan Evergora, the Elven Elnor. <laughs> that's that's your twice I ain't doing that again uh, I, I'm afraid it's only going to get three and a quarter for me because could try it harder at this point okay I'm in between the both of you I gave it three and a half uh, I like the episode and uh, I hope that this is finally the end of like let's put our team together because as Ben noted Soji and Narek they're just like sitting over there waiting I mean they've gotten mm-hmm. to the point where they're sliding around in a board cube in their socks they are just bored. <laughs> and literally, we I mean, we already already talked about it. It sounds like that didn't happen in an episode of Star Trek, but it did. So they're, <laughs> they're waiting. <laughs> they're really waiting for everything to catch up to them. Hopefully, uh, hopefully it does. Uh, now, there are definitely some things uh, that I uh, that I looked at that Ben had sent me. Uh, <gasps> yes, I know you want to. I know you want to talk about them a little I, bit. I've, what? I mean, it's not a subject I like to bring up, but no. Um, no. I happened to decide today I would just boot up Star Trek Online just to, if nothing else, to wait 20 minutes for did the update, as it does every time I like to start that game. Yes. Um, and, and there's a nice little mission, a new one involving uh, Seven and Michael Burnham, which I thought, well, that's oh. lovely. I thought, I'll well, have a quick go at that, and it features the voices of... Uh, both actresses, which is marvellous. Um, and then it turned out, other than... Well, I'll tell you what my character is currently stood. He's currently stood on a planet in a conversation with Seven, uh, Michael Burnham, and um, Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> Star Trek! Uh, Alright! As you do. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and oddly enough, it's to do with the link... And Seven's re-emerged to tell us about the link between the Romulans, specifically the Telshiar, um, and the Iconians. <laughs> Which Ben oh. is so happy about. <laughs> now, I think, all right, last week I did say that there may well have been a historical connection between mm. the Romulans and the Iconians. I'm just saying that, you know, maybe that's what we're going to see some reference to. Mm. The, the screenshot it's, you did send me, does the Seven does look a lot like seven right now it does and she's even got the same she's got the same sweater on as she has in picard in fact in yes. uh, in the game i think yeah just you know just putting that out there because of course the tv universe is treating quite a lot of star trek online uh, or at least you know the sort of bigger bulky parts of the exposition for online as canon now mm-hmm. so um i'm just saying you know and the comic books could be you know they they started leaking bits of the Picard story before, well, not leaking, it was part of the, you know, again, the exposition of it. So these things are all tying together in the wider universe. I'm just saying that I think my prediction about the Iconians may well be right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it may, of course, be utter, utter nonsense. Yes. Uh, and in this episode that Ben shared with me on Polygon, uh, I also really enjoyed the idea that Q could be involved in all of this somehow and that we could see John Delancey again. And uh, as, as, as has been noted, 
the trial that Q put humanity on never ends. Uh, mm-hmm. And of course, he is responsible for introducing uh, Picard to the Borg in the first place, mm-hmm. uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And everything ties into that. The neuromotic mm-hmm. syndrome that he learns he has is all in the last episode. All of that was tied in with Q and all of that other stuff. Uh, pretty excited that, I mean, we, I think, I think that we know for a fact that there's going to be people appearing in, in this season that they haven't announced Yeah, for surprise purposes. Could be wrong on that, but I think that it's been no, teased enough. I hope so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and the other thing that I'm really curious about is this is, this does exist in the Kurtzman verse portion of Star Trek. Uh, now it is on the prime timeline, but like this is under the the purview of Kurtzman, uh, who's also running uh, Discovery. All the Star Treks. Yes, <laughs> and we saw what and we saw the changes he made. He tried to make some changes to the Klingons in the second season of Discovery to make them look a little more Klingon like. I'm dying to know if we get to see Klingons and if they <laughs> just look like the next gen Klingons, mm-hmm. and if they do. That's just going to beg the question, why do they look different? Yeah. Why? Now we're going to need an explanation. And they've got big, frizzy green hair. Are you going to look different again? They look a lot like clowns. Oh, my God. They get Michael Dorn, but they just completely change his look. Everything. (laughs) They put those ridiculous, big, huge, fake teeth so he can barely talk. (laughs) I can't wait. So halfway between Worf and Dwayne Dibley from Red Dwarf. (laughs) Uh, That's what I want. So, yeah, I I would say good episode uh, for the most part, and hopefully things pick back up. We've got, uh, what, another, uh, well, we're about, we're close to halfway through Mm -hmm. uh, the first season. So we will see where uh, things go from there. Uh, In the meantime, head on over to cinemageekly.com where you can check out the archives of the show. And of course, uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify. Just search for I'm a Doctor, not a podcast. And uh, before you go. Yes. Just for sci-fi nerd people who like funny stuff in space. Yes. um, Has anyone been watching Avenue 5 yet? No, I don't even think think we've got that here. Oh, well, you know using the power of the internet, you may want to dig it out. Um, Britbox. Absolutely. To watch Hugh Laurie uh, playing the captain of a, um, <gasps> uh, effectively a space cruise ship. Uh, it's got the fantastic Rebecca Front in it, uh, who is a British actress who you, she's like one of the most commonly appearing British actresses you've never heard of, even though you've seen her in a billion things. And I love Hugh um, Laurie so much. Um, yeah. He, He's storming it as well. Uh, it's got, I've forgotten her name, the, uh, in the original Being Human, the British one, um, the woman who ended up as the ghost. forgotten her name. It's not coming to me. Anyway, uh, she's in it. A whole load of people. A lot of fun. Um, and it's it's written by Amanda, um, Amanda Iannucci, who, of course, you may know from things like Thick of It. And oh, yeah, I know the Thick of It, yeah. And well, Veep, of course, as well, over there. Veep is um, awesome, yes. Ooh. Yeah, so there you go. So top tip for people who don't mind finding content through legitimate online sources. I think I've <laughs> seen that. It might even be on Netflix here. I could have sworn okay. I've seen something along the lines or I've seen an ad or something with it. I'm 
Mm-hmm. Like I, the name didn't hit me at first, but then when you're like, it's like a space show and Hugh Laurie is in it and he's like the captain of like a cruise ship kind of thing. I know I've seen at least something. It's, it's, I've either seen an ad for it or it's on like Amazon prime here or it's on uh Netflix or something. I've, I've definitely seen it. Uh, I'm going to look for it because Hugh Laurie in, in space sounds amazing to me. Yes, just that does. premise. Yes, it does. <laughs> just Hugh Laurie in space. Just, I just, just want to see yes. that. That's just it. put actual Hugh Laurie in space <laughs> and film it, please. Yes. Uh, <laughs> well, there you go. So I thought, I thought I'd just mention that whilst we were flying past. Yes. Uh, okay, so uh, that's it for this week's episode of I'm a Doctor, Not a Podcast. Uh, come back next time. We're going to talk about uh, Star Trek Picard Season 1, Episode 5. It's called Stardust City Rag. <laughs>